بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين وصلى الله على نبينا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه وسلم We continue the explanation of uh, Riyadh al-Salihin and we have reached hadith 60 we have reached hadith 60 and we are still under the, sub- the uh, chapter of observance and this hadith the first hadith under this chapter عن عمر بن الخطاب رضي الله عنه قال بينما نحن جلوس عند رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم ذات يوم إذ طلع علينا رجل شديد بياض الثياب شديد سواد الشعر لا يرى عليه أثر السفر ولا يعرفه منا أحد عمر بن الخطاب رضي الله عنه said once we were sitting in the company of the messenger of Allah صلى الله عليه وسلم when there appeared a man dressed in a very white clothes and having extraordinary black hair لا يرى عليه أثر السفر ولا يعرفه منا أحد no signs of fatigue of journey appeared on him and he was known and he was known to none of us حتى جلس إلى النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم فأسند ركبتيه إلى ركبتيه ووضع كفيه على فخذيه he sat down facing the Prophet وسلم, leaning his knees against his, the knees of uh, the Prophet وسلم, and placing both of his palms over his two thighs and said Ya Muhammad وقala Ya Muhammad أخبرني عن الإسلام فقال رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم الإسلام أن تشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وأن محمدا رسول الله وتقيم الصلاة وتؤتي الزكاة وتصوم رمضان وتحج البيت إن استطعت إليه سبيلا He said, O Muhammad صلى الله عليه وسلم Tell me about Islam He صلى الله عليه وسلم replied Islam is to testify that none has the right to be worshipped but, but Allah and that Muhammad صلى الله عليه وسلم is the messenger of Allah قال صدقت فعجبنا يسأله ويصدقه قال فأخبرني عن الإيمان قال أن تؤمن بالله وملائكته وكتبه ورسله واليوم الآخر وتؤمن بالقدر خيره وشره So he replied You have spoken the truth We were surprised to see that he had asked him and confirmed the correctness of the answers He then inquired Tell me about Iman, about faith He sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said It is to believe in Allah and his books, and his messengers, and the last day, and that you believe in the preordainment. It's bad and good consequences. He said, you have spoken the truth. قال صدقت. قال فأخبرني عن الإحسان. قال أن تعبد الله كأنك تراه فإن لم تكن تراه فإنه يراك. قال فأخبرني عن الساعة. قال ما المسؤول عنها بأعلم من السائل. قال فأخبرني عن أماراتها. قال أن تلد الأمة ربتها وأن ترى الحفاة العراة العالة رعاء الشاء يتطاولون في البنيان ثم انطلق فلبثت مليا ثم قال يا عمر أتدري من السائل قلت الله ورسوله أعلم قال فإنه جبريل أتاكم يعلمكم دينكم 
then he inquired tell me about ihsan benevolence he sallallahu alayhi wasallam said it is to worship allah as if you are seeing him and although you don't see him he sees you he inquired inform me about the hour meaning the day of resurrection he sallallahu alayhi wasallam replied i have no more knowledge thereof than you he said inform me about some of its signs he sallallahu alayhi wasallam said they are that a bondswoman gives birth to her own master and that you will find the bare footed naked poor shepherds competing one another in the construction of high buildings then he departed the messenger of allah kept silent for a while then he said to me meaning to umar o umar do you know who the questioner was i replied allah and his messenger know better the prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam said he was jibril gabriel he came to teach you your deen your religion the author the explanation the author rahimahullah mentioned this hadith this great hadith of umar ibn al-khattab radiyallahu anhu this great hadith in which the prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam told umar at the end of the hadith atadri man as-sa'il o umar do you know who the questioner was he said allah wa rasuluhu a'lam allah and his messenger know better qala he said fa innahu jibril atakum yu'allimukum deenakum he said he was jibril he came to teach you your deen so therefore from this we conclude that our deen our religion is in this hadith our religion is in this hadith because it comprises the entire deen islam iman and ihsan in the beginning of this hadith umar radiyallahu ta'ala anhu he said we were sitting in the company of the messenger sallallahu alaihi wasallam when there appeared a man so the companions therefore we know from this they used to sit uh, many times with the messenger sallallahu alaihi wasallam and he sallallahu alaihi wasallam did not stay away from them nor did he stay away and keep himself away from the needs of his family as to the domestic affairs in his in the household of the family of the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam he used to milk the sheep and stitch the garments and take care of the shoes as with his companions in the masjid in the mosque he is with them or going to visit an sick person or a relative none of his affairs except it involved an obedience to allah subhanahu wa ta'ala he preserved the time he sallallahu alayhi wa sallam preserved the time not like us we waste the times and the strange thing and the amazing thing is that the dearest thing to the person is time yet it is the cheapest 
قال الله تعالى الله سبحانه وتعالى stated in Surah Al-Mu'minun 23 verses 99 and 100 until when death comes to one of them he says oh my lord send me back send me back so that I may do good in that which I have left behind so here at this moment he doesn't say let me return to enjoy the wealth or enjoy the wife or enjoy the, the mounts or the palaces so that I may do good in that which I have left behind so time passed I did not make good use of it so time is the dearest thing but to us it is the cheapest we spend much of our times without benefit rather we spend a lot of times in that which is harmful and this is not about a single person but most of Muslims except whom Allah had mercy upon him most of Muslims nowadays regretfully are in a state of negligence and heedlessness and heedless states they are not serious concerning the matters of their deen. They are not serious concerning the matters of their deen. Most of them are seeking means of comfort and negligence, seeking that which comforts their bodies, even if it spoils their deen. So the Messenger وسلم, used to spend his times in that which is beneficial to him particularly or to the public. So while the companions were sitting with the Messenger وسلم, if suddenly a man Shadidu a man dressed in very white clothes شديد سواد الشعر and having extraordinary black hair لا يرى عليه أثر السفر no signs of fatigue of journey appeared on him ولا يعرفه منا أحد and he was, not, he was known to none of us this is very strange. So he is not a traveler, so that we say that he is, you know, a stranger. And he is not known, unknown so that, and he is not known so that we can say he is from the people of the town. So they were amazed. So, and this man who came 
clean, dressed very white clothes, extraordinary black hair. So meaning he is young. There is no sign of fatigue or journey appearing on him. You know, we know at their time during their times, uh, he would come become uncombed and dusty and so forth because they will travel on on on, uh, on mounts, camels and so forth, or on feet. And uh, you know the land and the, 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 there are no roads like our roads. Yet this person, there is no sign of fatigue of journey appearing, and no one knew him. So he is, his status was amazing. So he came and sat down uh, facing the Prophet. And this man was called Jibreel, one of the great angels. Rather, he is the best of the angels in that which we know regarding him because of the magnificence and honor of his actions. And because he carries the revelation from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to the messengers, alayhim salatu wassalam. So he is a great angel. The Prophet, alayhim salatu wassalam, saw him on his real creation upon which he was created. He saw him twice on that. One on earth and one uh, in heavens. On the earth, he saw him while he, sallallahu alayhi wasallam was in the cave of Shira in Mecca. Why? And he couldn't see the, the sky above. The Prophet ﷺ, he couldn't see the sky above him because this angel blocked the horizon because he had, he, alayhi salam, had 600 wings which blocked the entire horizon. Allahu Akbar. Six hundred wings. Subhanallah. La ilaha illallah. Because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, He says regarding the angels in Surah Fatir 35, verse 1. Ja'ilil malaikati rusulan uli ajniha. Ja'ilil مثنى وثلاثة ورباع who made the angels messengers with wings two or three or four they fly fast using these wings the second time he saw him عند سدرة المنتهى near the Lottery of the utmost boundary beyond which none can pass. This is the second time when he sallallahu alayhi wasallam saw him on his real creation. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in Surah Al Najm 53 verses 4 to 9. About this, قال الله تعالى إن هو إلا وحي يوحى علمه شديد القوى 
It is only an inspiration that is inspired. He has been taught this Quran by one mighty in power, Jibril, Gabriel. The one free from any defect in body and mind. Then he, Jibril, rose and became stable. When he, Jibril, was in the highest portion of the horizon, then he, Jibril, approached and came closer and was at a distance of two bows length or even nearer. So he, Jibril, this was on earth, then he, Jibril, approached and, and, became clo- and came closer and was at a distance of two bows length or even nearer, closer to the Prophet relating to him what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave him from the revelation. As to the second one was عند سدرة المنتهى عند سدرة المنتهى near the lot three of the utmost boundary in the next three verses 13 and 14 of the same chapter. وَلَقَدْ رَآهُ نَزْلَةً أُخْرَى عند سدرة المنتهى and indeed he Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa saw him Jibreel at a second distant another time near Sidratil Muntaha the low tree of the utmost boundary beyond which none can pass so this is Jibreel however Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave the angels the ability to take shapes change in form and so he came to the Prophet ﷺ in this hadith in the form of a man. حتى جلس إلى النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم فأسند ركبتيه إلى ركبتيه. So he Jibril sat down facing the Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم. leaning his knees against the knees of the Prophet ﷺ and then وَوَضَعَ كَثَّيْهِ عَلَى فَخِذَيْهِ and placing both of his palms over his two thighs the scholars mentioned that he placed these palms of his on his own thighs not on the thighs of the Prophet ﷺ indicating the uh, perfect etiquette of manners in the sitting posture of someone uh, seeking knowledge from the seeker, from the one who gives it, from the provider, from the teacher, sitting with etiquettes attentively to listen 
as to what is going to be mentioned. So he sat in this position, and he said, Ya Muhammad, O Muhammad, akhbirni anil Islam. You see, he didn't say, O Messenger of Allah, tell me. But he said, <coughs> like, like the Bedouins, right? Because the Bedouins, when they used to come to the Prophet ﷺ, they would, sell, they would uh, address him by saying what? Huh? The question is to you, by saying to him what? Yes. Ya Muhammad, O Muhammad. Those who have uh, learned the etiquette uh, and, and they have learned the manner in which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala addresses His Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and what uh, He taught the believers to as to how to deal with the Messenger alayhi salatu wasalam, they don't say, O Muhammad. Rather they say, Ya Rasulullah. Because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentioned in the Quran, in Surah An-Nur 24-63 لَا تَجْعَلُوا دُعَاءَ الرَّسُولِ بَيْنَكُمْ كَدُعَاءِ بَعْضِكُمْ بَعْضًا Make not the calling of the Messenger Muhammad among you as your calling of one another. And this covers calling him by his name and also discovers when he commands us and prohibits us. So we should not take that as what ordinary people command and ask if we you know like then we can comply and we if we wish we comply and if we wish we wish we don't and we shouldn't also make it like if someone commands us not to do something from the regular people we say okay if we wish we do if we wish we don't no this is the messenger of Allah sallallahu alaihi wasallam so the believers have etiquettes in terms of calling him and in terms also of responding to his commands and his prohibitions. So we don't call him like we call each other or such and such as one calls his friend. Rather we say, Ya Rasulullah. However, the Bedouins, since they are, uh, they don't have knowledge and ignorance uh, is with most of them uh, then they when they used to come to talk to the messenger وسلم, they uh, called him Ya Muhammad or Muhammad so he said to him akhbirni anil islam tell me tell me about Islam meaning what is Islam so the Prophet ﷺ responded and tashhad an la ilaha illallah wa anna muhammadan rasulullah Islam to testify that none has the right to be worshipped but Allah and that Muhammad is the messenger of Allah meaning there is no true piety worthy of worship 
except Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And anyone who testifies to this divinity, singing Allah alone in worship, then he indeed testifies to his lordship. That is because the one who is worshipped must be the one who is the Lord. And he must be also qualified with the perfect attributes. And that's why you find those who negate the attributes of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, they have a great defect in terms of their ubudiyya, in terms of their pure worship of Allah. That is because لأنهم يعبدون من لا شيء Because they worship someone who is nothing Meaning not qualified with attributes That's why there is emptiness And there is defect in their worship The Lord must possess Qualified, must be qualified And is qualified, the true Lord With the perfect attributes So that he is worshipped as necessitated by these attributes. And that's why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala stated in Surah Al-A'raf, chapter 7, verse 180, And to Allah, all the most beautiful names belong to Him. So call on Him by them. Call on Him meaning, worship Him by these names. Seek means of nearness by his names. Also seek that which you intend from your requests by his names. So the dua comprises here two things. Comprises the dua of request as well as the dua of the worship itself. So the thing here is that the Prophet said, and tashhad an la ilaha illallah, that you testify that there is no true God worthy of worship except Allah. La ilaha min al khalq, there is no God from the creation. La malakum muqarrab, wala nabiyum mursal, neither a close angel, nor a prophet sent as a messenger, nor the sun, the moon, the trees, stones, land, sea, saints, martyrs, la ilaha illallah wahdahu. There is no true God worthy of worship except Allah. This is the kalima, this is the word which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala trusted, with which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala trusted and sent the messengers to convey and to proclaim. Qala Allah ta'ala in Surah Al-Anbiya, in chapter 21, verse 25. أنه لا إله إلا أنا فاعبدون And we did not send any messenger before you O Muhammad صلى الله عليه وسلم but we inspired him saying لا إله إلا الله none has the right to be worshipped 
except Allah. So worship me alone and none else. 36. Sorry, 36. It should be And verily we have sent among every ummah, a nation, a community, a messenger proclaiming worship Allah alone and avoid ta'ut, all false deities. Meaning, keep away from shirk. Keep away from ascribing partners to Allah in worship. If this testimony, if this kalima, if the person manifests it truly, and states it from his heart, ascribing to what it entails, from iman, from faith, and righteous deeds, then he, فَإِنَّهُ يَدْخُلُ الْجَنَّةِ And he will be admitted to paradise. قال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم, the Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم said in the hadith, reported by Abi Dawood, and also Imam Ahmed and others, and Al-Hakim and who authenticated it upon the conditions <coughs> and Al-Dahabi agreed with the authentication of Al-Hakim من كان آخر كلامه من الدنيا لا إله إلا الله دخل الجنة the one whose last words in this life is the testimony, utters the testimony of La ilaha illallah will be admitted to paradise. Ja'alana Allahu wa iyyakum minhum. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make me and you from them. And then the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said in the response, وَأَنَّ مُحَمَّدًا رَسُولُ اللَّهِ Testify that Muhammad is the messenger of Allah. Muhammad, the son of Abdullah, Al-Hashimi Al-Qurashi From Quraysh Al-Arabi Rasulullah The Messenger of Allah Here there is a contemplation Why Why No one of the rest of the messengers is mentioned in this testimony. Now it was Angel Jibreel. Angel Jibreel. Did you hear the question? Did you hear the question? So what's the answer? What's the answer therefore? No other messenger was mentioned in this testimony. Now, this is this is true. They believe in the last messenger comprises all the other messengers. That's true. But there is something very profound. Uh, Muhammad Sallallahu is unique. Other reasons completely rejected. Mm. Question is the Prophet in this testimony. There was no mention. Of other than the Prophet sallallahu or the Messenger, he told us with the other messengers. <clears throat> we know that believing in him 
comprises the belief in all the messengers. Now, but there is something profound here. Yes. Yes, uh, because his message abrogated all the other messages. You see this? Because he abrogated with him sending the messenger وسلم, abrogated all the religions all the previous religions were abrogated so therefore all the religions uh, became false with the advent of the messenger sallallahu alayhi wasallam sending with his message so the deen the religion of the jews is futile and the religion of the christians is futile unaccepted to allah because allah stated this clearly stated this clearly in Al-Imran, Surah Al-Imran 3:85. وَمَن يَبْتَغِ غَيْرَ الْإِسْلَامِ دِينًا فَلَن يُقْبَلَ مِنْهُ وَهُوَ فِي الْآخِرَةِ مِنَ الْخَاسِرِينَ And whoever seeks a religion other than Islam, it will never be accepted of him. And in the hereafter he will be one of the losers. These are the words of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala concerning the other religions. So they exert efforts in their worships which they invented. All of that will be scattered, dust, of no benefit to them because it will not be accepted from them. Here Allah says And in the hereafter he will be one of the losers So if they win in this life Then they are not winners in the next one It's because their religions are futile So Those who claim themselves to be Nasara Quote unquote Christians And they ascribe to Isa, ascribe themselves to Isa ibn Maryam, to Jesus son of Mary alayhi salatu wasalam. When they ascribe themselves to Jesus alayhi salam, they are lying. And Isa alayhi salam, Jesus peace be upon him, is free of them, disassociated from them. In fact, if he would come, he would fight them. And he will come before the end of time. And he will not accept Jesus, peace be upon him, السلام, will not accept except Islam. And so he will break the cross and will kill the pig and will establish the tax and will not and he will rather 
not accept the tax from anyone. He will not accept except Islam. Except Islam. The other thing in this testimony وَأَنَّ مُحَمَّدًا رَسُولُ اللَّهِ And that Muhammad is the messenger of Allah. Meaning to the entire creation. To the entire creation. As Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala stated in Surah Al-Furqan 25 verse 1 تَبَارَكَ الَّذِي نَزَّلَ الْفُرْقَانَ عَلَىٰ عَبْدِهِ لِيَكُونَ لِلْعَالَمِينَ نَذِيرًا Blessed be he who sent down the criteria of right and wrong, meaning the Qur'an, to his slave Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, that he, meaning Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, may be a warner to the alameen. Mankind, jinns and all that exist. And Allah stated in Surah Al-A'raf, قُلْ يَا أَيُّهَا النَّاسُ إِنِّي رَسُولُ اللَّهِ إِلَيْكُمْ جَمِيعًا الَّذِي لَهُ مُلْكُ السَّمَوَاتِ وَالْأَرْضِ لا إله إلا هو يحيي ويميت فآمنوا بالله ورسوله النبي الأمي الذي يؤمن بالله وكلماته واتبعوه لعلكم تهتدون فهو رسول إلى جميع الخلق فهو رسول إلى جميع الخلق صلى الله عليه وسلم Yes, uh, you're asking seven. Yes, seven, one fifty-eight. Those who follow the messenger, one fifty-eight. Say, O Muhammad, O mankind, verily I am sent to you all as a messenger of Allah, to whom belongs the dominion of the heavens and the earth. La ilaha illahu, none has the right to be worshipped except him. It is he who gives, meaning Allah, it is he who gives the life, gives life and causes death. So believe in Allah and his messenger, the prophet who can neither need nor write, who believes in Allah and his words, meaning the Quran. He believes in his words, the Quran, the Torah and the Injil, and Allah's word, be, meaning Jesus, son of Mary. Because all of these are Allah's words. And follow him so that you may be guided. And when we say the Torah and the Injil in their original form. Before uh, changes and before the uh, modifications that took place in them. And the Prophet ﷺ swore by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that none who hears him from this nation, meaning the nation addressed in the the Jews and the Christians and they die without believing in that which he, which I am sent with, meaning Muhammad except that they will be from the dwellers of hell as the hadith is stated in Sahih Muslim and that's why we believe that all the Jews and the Christians and others from the disbelievers 
are from the people all are from the people of hell if they die on that they are disbelievers and they took enmity towards Allah and his messenger and his messengers including Ibrahim and Noah and Muhammad and Musa and Isa and all the messengers because rejecting one of them is rejecting the entire messengers this testimony La ilaha illallah Muhammad is the messenger of Allah these are conditions comprising the conditions of worship and they are sincerity and following the messenger sallallahu alayhi wasallam so because the one who says la ilaha illallah the one who says that there is no true god worthy of worship except allah then he is sincere to allah and the one who testifies that muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam is allah's messenger then he is a follower the messenger of the messenger is not following any other person and that's why these two are considered as one pillar from the pillars of Islam because they refer to the same thing and that is the correction of worship because the worship is not correct except by what is necessitated of the testimony La ilaha illallah and Muhammad is the messenger of Allah La ilaha illallah this is the ikhlas, the sincerity, and Muhammad Rasulullah is the following. And to say that Muhammad Rasulullah means to testify by your tongue, attesting in your heart, that Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam is the messenger of Allah, Allah sent him to the creation as a mercy to them. As Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala stated in Surah Al-Anbiya, verse 107, وَمَا أَرْسَلْنَاكَ إِلَّا رَحْمَةً لِلْعَالَمِينَ And this also means, we have not sent you except as a mercy to mankind, and all that exists. وَأَن تُؤْمِن And that the believer must, and that the person must believe that he is the final and last prophet. As Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala stated in Surah Al-Ahzab 33 verse 40 Muhammad is not the father of any man among you but he is the messenger of Allah and the last end of the prophets. There is no prophet after him to be sent. And whoever claims prophethood after the Prophet ﷺ, then he is a kafir, a disbeliever, liar. And anyone who believes him, then he is also a disbeliever. This proclamation that Muhammad is the messenger of Allah necessitates that he should be followed in his legislations and in his sunnah and that 
one must not innovate in the religion of the Prophet ﷺ that which is not part of it or inject in it anything that is not part of it and that's why we say that the people of innovation who invent in the Sharia of the Messenger ﷺ that which is not part of it they in fact did not truly manifest the Shahada that Muhammad is the Messenger of Allah even though they may claim even though they may claim that we love him and we magnify him in fact this claim if it is true and if they truly love him and they truly magnify him then they would not introduce anything before his saying and would not inject in his sharia that which is not part of it so in, in, when you contemplate the bid'ah, the innovations in reality it comprises insult to the messenger sallallahu it is as if this innovator is saying that the messenger sallallahu did not perfect the deen nor did he perfect the sharia There is another matter also with respect to the innovation. And it is very grave that it, it also comprises a belying of the saying of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in Surah Al-Ma'idah, chapter 5, verse 3. Al-yawma akmaltu lakum deenakum. Today I have In Surah Al-Ma'idah, chapter 5, uh, verse 3. This day I have perfected your religion for you. So if Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has perfected the deen, then it means that there is no deen that would come after that brought by the Messenger Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And so those the, and so the innovators who legislated in the deen of Allah that which is not part of it like for example tasbih, remembrances uh, tahleel uh, takbir uh, movements and so forth in reality they are belying the, uh, the, the, the meaning of this verse and what it entails today I have perfected your religion for you also they are insulting the messenger وسلم, accusing him you know as if he did not perfect the religion and from the perfection of this and completion of this shahada of this of this testimony that muhammad وسلم, is the messenger of allah is that we believe him in what he informed so everything that came from the Messenger that is authentic in the transmission and in, in the narration, then we must believe in it. And we should not oppose that by our intellect and our estimations and imaginations and so forth. 
That is because if you don't believe except that in what your intellect believes, then you are not really a true believer. Rather, you are following your desires. You are not taking by the guidance. And the one who believes in the Messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam truly, then his position towards the authentic texts would be, Sami'na, we hear and we obey and we believe. But for him to come and say, how is that? How could this be? In reality, he is not a believer in it, in truly. And that's why it is feared for those who make their intellect a judge concerning what is authentically reported from the Messenger وسلم, and that they don't accept except that which is attested by their intellect and there is no doubt that their, their intellect is imperfect then in this case they are not truly truly believing in the Messenger وسلم, and the degree of weakness towards this testimony they have is proportional to the degree of doubt which they have concerning that which he had informed. Similarly from the manifestation of this shahada that the Prophet ﷺ is the Messenger of Allah is that we don't exceed the limits concerning the Prophet and therefore uh, position the Prophet ﷺ in a rank greater than his rank which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala had given, had given him like those who believe that the Prophet that the Messenger وسلم, relieves the, uh, the harm and you, you see them by his grave asking the Prophet ﷺ directly to ward off evil and to bring benefit to them this is excessiveness in, in, in the Messenger ﷺ and it is shirk ascribing uh, committing shirk in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala ascribing partners to him in worship no one is able to offer that Except Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And the Prophet alayhi salatu wasalam, after his death, does not avail himself in anything. Even the companions, when they were afflicted with drought during the time of Amir al-Mu'mineen, Umar ibn al-Khattab, Allah may Allah be pleased with him <coughs> and they offered the prayer to Allah to send them to send the rain they offered this prayer in the masjid in the mosque of the Prophet they didn't come to his grave asking the messenger or 
asking him to invoke Allah for them or to intercede with Allah so that Allah can send the rain. So Umar radiallahu anhu, Umar ibn Khattab radiallahu anhu, he invoked Allah and said, اللهم إنا كنا نتوسل إليك بنبينا صلى الله عليه وسلم فتسقينا Oh Allah, we used to seek means of nearness to you by our Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم and you would send us the rain. Meaning we sought, we sought means of nearness to you, O oh Allah, by the dua of the Prophet عليه الصلاة والسلام. And then he said, وَإِنَّا نَتَوَسَّلُ إِلَيْكَ بِعَمِّ نَبِيِّنَا فَسْقِنَا And today we seek mereness of you by your, by the uncle of our Prophet. So, send us the rain. Then he what? Then he commanded the uncle of the Prophet ﷺ to stand up and invoke Allah. And invoke Allah to send the rain. So the whole matter is revolving around the dua, the dua, invoking Allah to send the rain. He didn't say, O Prophet of Allah, intercede for us, or invoke Allah for us, because the Prophet ﷺ is dead. So he is the one, the Prophet ﷺ, he is the one who told us in the hadith if the person dies then his actions would come to a halt would stop except three things that will benefit him meaning an ongoing charity or beneficial knowledge, or a righteous son invoking Allah for him. So the Prophet himself does not possess anything. He does not possess to invoke Allah while he is in his grave. Never. So whoever gives him a rank or assigns to him a rank above his rank which Allah chose for him then in fact he did not manifest the true meaning of Muhammad Rasulullah in fact to the contrary he would be attesting that Muhammad وسلم, is a lord besides Allah and we seek refuge in Allah from this that is because the meaning that he is a messenger, that he is a slave, not to be worshipped. And he is a messenger, not to be belied. We say this every day in our prayers. We say, Ashhadu an la ilaha illallah, wa anna muhammadan abduhu wa rasuluh. I testify that there is no true God worthy of worship except Allah, and that Muhammad is abduhu. His slave وَرَسُولُهُ His messenger فَهُوَ عَبْدٌ كَغَيْرِهِ So he is a prophet He is a 
a, a slave like others from the uh, creation. And Allah is the Ma'bud, is the one who is worshipped, Azza wa Jal, and He is the Lord. So therefore we say to those who exceed the limits concerning the Messenger وسلم, and rank him above his proper rank, we tell them, you did not really manifest the testimony of La ilaha illallah and Muhammad being the Messenger of Allah وسلم. So upon this testimony therefore, the whole of Islam is built. And if one would talk as to what is linked to the meaning of this testimony and its understanding and what it comprises, then one would take days to finish that. But this is an indication, and we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to make us anew from those who manifest it in faith and in saying and in action. We will stop here inshallah and then we continue the explanation of the hadith uh, next time. Walhamdulillah Rabbil Alameen wa sallallahu alayhi wa sallam wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa sallam wa tasliman kathira.